Hey, hey, we are back and we are three quarters of the way through our Think Like a Monk series. And so again, if this is your very first episode, hello, welcome to the Decoded family. We love having you here. I'm going to tell you though, like if this is your first time, stop and go back two more episodes to fear, to two more episodes where we talk about this from the very beginning, because I don't want you to be confused. I want you to get the full effect, okay? So pause this and go back two more episodes. Also, if this isn't your first one and you are part of the Decoded family, welcome back. Um, and I'm hoping that you listened to this in sequence if you were catching it from the most recent episode, then again, I'm going to encourage you to pause and go back again, join our brand new listeners and go back two more episodes to the one where we talk about fear. Um, because I really want you to listen to it in order because it just makes so much more sense. So we will take a, a moment of silence for all those who are pausing. Okay. So all my peeps that need to be here, hi, how are you? I hope you're having a good morning, afternoon, night, whenever you are listening to this. Um, I also want to let you guys know, if you're listening to this, I so deeply appreciate it. You don't have to listen to me flap my gums for 20, 30, 40 minutes, but you do, and I totally appreciate it. I love you so much. You are what keeps me showing up and doing this and keeping it ad-free because goodness knows we don't want to listen to stuff ads and stupid ads and commercials and all that. Blah. So if you're actually getting value from this, is there a way you could go ahead and pause this real quick and leave a five-star review letting us know or letting me know <laughs> this is not a team effort. This is a me thing. <laughs> Um, let me know uh, what you get from it, how much you love it. And it also really does help us rank so we can impact more lives. And if you know me, that's what I am all about. Impact. I want to create impact in the community and in this industry. So back to the episodes and back to what we are covering, back to like the, the nitty gritty, right? The meat or not the meat and potatoes, just the potato for the vegans out there. So and I say that because I have some vegans on my team. And every time I reference meat, I see their faces on Zooms like, <laughs> they cringe a little bit. And I'm like, oh, wait, the carrot, the potato, the beans, whatever. Like, <laughs> I'm coming at you with the meat and potatoes. Okay. So that way you can have some meat for my carnivores and some potatoes for my vegans. Okay. So we talked about fear. We talked about desire. Today, we are going to be talking about the third uh, motivation, right? So like I said, we are, we are, coming where we hold on a second i am doing these four motivations and it is coming from the book think like a monk by jay shetty s-h-e-t-t-y jay shetty if you haven't yet go get it it's awesome it totally caught me off guard i did it on the recommendation of jesse lee who is over on the people's mentor podcast please go check her out she is absolutely phenomenal uh ranked top 10 entrepreneur podcast of all time she's awesome so um we are working from the book think like a monk and it really spoke to me especially these four motivations and really the book is just all about just like mindset and how to shift your life and how you show up in your world uh but it really just spoke to me especially about just business entrepreneurship especially network marketing because i feel like we are in a very unique position where we are we are kind of in this linear journey or excuse me this parallel journey where we are not only improving our own lives and running our own journey but we are helping other people do it at the same time so we're kind of running this parallel journey with ourselves and our own desires and dreams and other people's and we kind of have this 
unique relationship where like what they get is somehow loosely tied to how often we show up and what we do to pour into them and how we help mentor them. So we are going to get into the third motivation today, which is duty. Okay. The last time I said this on a leadership zoom when I was training a team, I said duty and they all laughed like four-year-olds. Okay. So we're going <laughs> to, if you're listening to this right now and you're smirking, you're my people. So when we talk about duty, I'm talking about the things you feel compelled to do, not, you know, you know, <laughs> okay, duty. So how do you know that you are motivated by duty? I'm going to say duty, okay, because we're all humans here and I can't enunciate that ridiculous all the time. How do you know you are motivated by duty, right? Well, we talked about fear. So it's not that one. We talked about desire. So it's not that. So duty must be where we start to consider other people. And specifically, duty is where we start to um, consider other people's needs above our own needs. And so it's uh, if you're compelled by duty, it is definitely almost like a compulsion. Like you would rather feed into your flesh and do this thing that's based in desire, but you do something else entirely. And that's when you know you're rooted in duty. So when you want to do X, Y, and Z for yourself or for your business, or you want to go shopping, or you want to take a day for yourself, or you want to do those things, but you show up for your team instead, you sacrifice. That's a kind of, I guess, one of the key, the cornerstones of duty is sacrifice, right? Almost going back to like soldiers, they do things out of duty. So they don't do things because they want to necessarily. Sometimes duty and desire align and that's great, but it is so rare, <laughs> right? And here's the thing too, is the, the more you walk in leadership and the more you develop into a leader, the more uh, desire and, and duty become in alignment because you desire to have more duty. You desire the same things that duty gives you. You desire doing things because of loyalty, because of morality, because of a sense of higher self, whatever it is, right? You, you're align, you find yourself more in alignment with desire and duty, the greater you grow in leadership. So, uh, let's talk about it. So we already kind of discussed some of those things. So duty is, you know, doing things because it's the right thing, right there. It's, it's deeply rooted in morality and an ethic. Uh, because it has to be done. You may not want to do it, but you're like, I, I, it has to get done. I have to do this. Okay. Loyalty, whether it's loyalty to a vision, loyalty to a person, loyalty to yourself, loyalty to your goals or your vision, right? Loyalty, uh, a promise. Did you make a promise to somebody? Yes, I will do that for you. Yes, I will go ahead and create this. Yes, I am here for you, right? You show, a lot of us, when in, in network marketing, you kind of sign this like silent contract that when you sign somebody on, you make a promise to help them whatever that looks like. I make a promise to help people and I say, I will match your effort for effort. And in the very beginning, when you're learning, I will actually outrun you. Like I will, I will give you a hundred percent of my effort and my energy, even if you can only give me 25%. But the longer you're in this and the more resources you get and the more of me that you can glean from, I will begin to then match you effort for effort. And so I make a promise to them. So I can't just sign people on and I can't just partner with people and be like, good luck. <laughs> no, <laughs> right? I show up out of duty. 
I have about 30 one-to-one coaching sessions for my team a week. I make a promise that I am going to set aside that time for them. I can't just constantly be like, oh, I'm getting my nails done. Can I reschedule? No, because I made a promise to them that I would make that time and be there and coach them. Then there's also duty to a higher self, a higher power, someone else, to your dreams, to your morals, whatever, right? So like you just feel like this is, again, like, oh, I'm in alignment with this, whatever. You feel like what you have to do is in alignment with your vision, not necessarily how you feel. Duty is not based in emotion. And so now um, I absolutely love this. I am like such a psychology geek. Um, For those of you guys who don't know me, I have a master's degree in that. I practiced in the field of psychology for over 10 years. I'm like obsessed. So fear, desire, and duty. We are starting now to breach like the triune brain. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the triune brain. I know we've talked about it before, but it is really how your brain, if you think of concentric circles, right? Like circles inside one another, um, it's your primal brain. I want you to do an exercise. I want you to look at your hand right now, have an open hand, like make a five, right? Now I want you to do is I want you to make a four. I want your thumb to be pressed against your palm. Okay. This symbolizes your primal brain. Okay. The thing that like lizards, they call it also your reptilian brain. The thing that like lizards and dinosaurs and all that stuff like operate on, right? They just literally operate on instinct, that fear, that fight or flight. This it's, it's, and when you think about it, where it actually is, is at the very stem of your, of your brain, like your brain stem where your head and your neck connect. Okay. Now what I want you to do is I want you to then put those four fingers that are standing up. So right here is where the five, right? Your palm is your primal brain. Your thumb over here is your mammal brain. Your actual thumb is your mammal brain. That's based in emotions. This is the largest portion of your brain. Okay. Um, this is what helps us handle emotions. This is how we choose to respond to things. This is, this is where a lot of our, um, reactions are. Okay. Is, our our emotions this is what separates reptiles from like say dogs or dolphins or things like that that have a little bit more emotion right they make different choices because now there's things outside of just fight or flight there's emotions now i want you to take those four fingers and fold them over your thumb like making a fist over your thumb this is this is the frontal lobe this is your what we call your human your human brain And this is your frontal lobe. So right here on your forehead, you know, this is your frontal lobe, which has to do with judgment and reasoning. And a lot of times we operate in all three aspects of these, of of our, of our triune brain. So things happen, they, um, spark something in our primal brain. It moves into our mammal brain. And then we can either choose to keep it in our, in our mammal brain or react in our primal brain, or we can have a sense of higher elevated self and move right up into our human brain where we have reason and logic. So fear is primal brain. Desire is mammal brain, right? Our, our midbrain and duty is our, um, is our forebrain. So is, is our frontal lobe reasoning judgment, right? We are doing things not necessarily based on fight or flight. We're not operating in fear. We're not operating strictly on emotion. We are operating on judgment and reasoning. We are operating on things that we know to be right and true and in alignment with our vision, not in alignment with our emotions. Okay. Uh, in alignment with what we want more over what we want. Um, oh, excuse me. 
we are in alignment with what we want most instead of what we want right now. So desire is based on what I want right now. And that's kind of also where fear is rooted or as desire, uh, duty, excuse me, is rooted in what I want most, right? What I want now is spicy ramen. Okay. But what I want most is a killer summer body, right? So which one am I motivated by what I want right now or what I want most for those of you guys who know me? Oh my God, I love spicy ramen. Like it is, it's an unhealthy obsession. Probably why I don't currently have my summer body. So I have to unfortunately choose between the two. <sighs> sad, sad day. Anyway, duty. What are you motivated by? You start to breach the um, cusp of incredible leadership when you show up out of duty instead of desire. Trust me when I say that there are high level leaders in companies, top performing leaders who are driven by desire and not duty. Do you know why they're, they're top performing leaders? First of all, they, they're top leaders because maybe they were at the top at one point, but they're not anymore. They're riding the coattails of their team. How present are they? Well, they're probably not very present because they're driven by desire. They've already got the money. They've already, they're only showing up as long as the money's rolling in, as long as the love and admiration's rolling in, as long as the recognition is rolling in, right? Like they perform individually. Then there are leaders that show up at a duty. Maybe they're not re-ranking. Maybe they're not doing some of these like really pretty shiny things that the company really recognizes. Maybe they're focused on leadership. Maybe they're focused on doing the right thing. Maybe they're focused on growing the right way that is morally and ethically aligned with them instead of a way that gets them like quick results and up on some kind of leaderboard or some kind of award or, or whatever the case might be. But everyone knows that they kind of got there in like a really sort of kind of shady way, right? Like. People who are driven by duty do not do those things. So I'm also going to say this. A lot of the people who are driven by duty are not always the people who are the ones in the spotlight because, again, that's not what they are driven by. Sometimes, luckily enough, that duty and desire align where people who do the right thing and show up the right way do get the recognition. But I can tell you that it is much rarer, unfortunately. We're just going to take a sip of tea, so. That might hit a chord for a lot of you. Maybe you are the person in the spotlight and you're like, I, I'm operated by duty, but are you though? Are you? Are you showing up even when it sucks? Are you showing up even when you're not getting paid? Are you showing up even when your team is shitting on you? Are you showing up even like, are you though? Are you showing up even when it's not fun? Are you showing up even when it's not convenient? My guess is no, right? You're showing up when there's a spotlight on you. You're showing up when you're getting gifts. You're showing up when you're getting shout outs. You're showing up when you're walking across the stage, right? That's when you're showing up. Those of you who show up out of duty often go, yes, hell to the yes, because you were not shouted out as often. You were not given the spotlight as often as you probably deserve. You probably look at those people who are driven by desire and they're getting the achievements and they're getting the recognition and they're getting the shout outs and they're getting the, all that. And you look at them and you're like, what the frick gives? But you know what? You don't stop showing up the way that you do because you are driven by duty. And congratulations. Sorry, there are little ears around. Hopefully I sandwiched it appropriately so they don't know what I said. <laughs> but congrats for doing that. You are driven by something more 
than yourself, which already separates you from 90% of humanity out there. So that was my computer. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it was letting me know that my screen time was up 18% last week, but that's because I was killing the one-to-one -one Zooms. All right. Um, being driven by duty is something I look at and I can go, whoa, do I respect that so much more? And you know what? Other people do too. Your team does. Other people who, again, aren't doing the recognition and aren't doing the shout outs and aren't doing those things also respect it. But you know what? I guess also in this industry of network marketing, I love this industry because of like how the opportunity it gives nobodies to become somebodies. But one thing I cannot stand is it really doesn't exalt the people who are doing things out of duty. It really only exalts people who are doing things out of desire. I'll be the first to say it. I'll be the first to say it. that is the one thing I can't freaking stand about this industry. If you do things for the right reasons, if you do things to create impact, if you do things because you are loyal and you do things in alignment with what you know is right, you won't always be the one on stage. You won't always be the one speaking on or behind the podium. You won't always be the one getting that award, that gift, that recognition, that shout out. Sometimes you have to beg because they are not shiny. Right. And it's no fault necessarily of the industry because the industry and the CEOs and the companies and the, all that, they, they can only go on so much. Right. They can't see our hearts. OK. They can't see inside of our brains. They can't see what motivates us. They just see what's in their back office. They just see what's in their face on social media. They just see what's in their face. OK. We can't fault them for that. We like as a leader, I know I can only do certain I can only do so much. I can only do so much to my team. I can only look at one person and go. Well, what's on their social media? Well, what's in their back office? Unless I know them. And, and that's one thing that I'm really striving to do. That's why I do these one-to-ones. So I can really get to know them. Like who is actually doing the most? Because you can say you're doing the most on social media, but are you really? You can look like you're doing the most in your back office and with your personal performance stats, right? But are you really? You may be growing, but are you growing a team? You may be doing the most, but are you helping your team learn how to do the most? That's what I really care about. That is what's rooted in duty. That is what's rooted in showing up for other people more than you show up for yourself. Because when you show up for other people, you inherently get the reward yourself. It's like this most perfect double-edged sword, but in the best way possible. <laughs> it's like the best win-win. The only thing you probably sacrifice is the recognition and the achievement and the shoutouts and all the shiny shit. But the more you become rooted in duty and using that as a motive, the less you care about the shiny shit. Taking some tea time. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I was just sipping my tea. I have some tea leaves in there. Ugh. Anyway, rooted in duty. Are you? Do you do things because you make promises? Do you show up even though you don't want to? Are you loyal to yourself and to your team and to your vision and to your goals and to their goals? Do you even have a team vision or a team mission? Like what the hell are you all showing up for? If you're all showing up for yourselves, then you are not a team. You were just people all walking beside each other. Okay. Like that's, that's all it is. That's not a team. And maybe you don't care about that because when you're all just walking beside each other, there's no duty to show up for them because you're like, oh, this is your journey, not my journey. Oh, you showing up for you, not for me. I'm not showing up for you. Like, no, 
You want it to be like that so you don't have to show up in a dutiful way. You don't have to show up because you're loyal to them and their vision and their goal. I'll tell you what, my goals align with whatever my team goals are. My goal is to create impact and my goal is to create um, something for my team. My goal is to create something for my team. My goal is whatever my team's goals are. My goal is to ensure that Elizabeth can pay for her house in full. My goal is so that Alicia can send Charlie to school wherever she wants to. My goal is to allow Heather financial independence because her husband is in the army and she wants to retire him comfortably so he doesn't have to work and do something after putting 20 years in the army. My goal is or are <laughs> those goals. My goal is those goals. That is duty. That is showing up for them. That is showing up for other people. And this isn't to be like, oh, go Courtney. No, I'm just giving you an example so you have something tangible to go on because maybe you have a shitty upline and you're like, I don't even know what that looks like. I don't even know what showing up at a duty looks like because all of my leaders only care about themselves. I am sorry for that. And I'm not perfect at this, but I'm just saying, make your team's goals your goal. When that happens, when I help Heather become financially independent and retire her husband, when I help Alicia uh, put Charlie in whatever school she wants, when I help Elizabeth uh, pay for her home and cash, do you also think that I will be doing great things with my life and my goals and my checks will grow and my influence will grow and all those things that I want personally for myself will happen? Absolutely. <coughs> Excuse me. First, help others to help yourself. Those who help themselves and think, well, if they want to do it too, they'll just copy me. What makes you so special? What makes you so important that you feel like people just inherently have to look to you and go, that's how they do it? Oh, I guess that's how I'll do it. Uh, no, you first do for others to get what you want. That's just the way of life. <laughs> that's the best way to do life is what I'm, I guess I'm trying to say. So are you deeply rooted in showing up out of duty? Or are you still showing up out of fear or desire, right? Fear is our primal brain, the base of our brain, which really operates. Do you want to operate like a lizard? No, okay. Then there's desire, our midbrain, or also known as the mammal brain. Are you showing up that way? Are you showing up based in emotion? Are you only showing up when you feel like it? Are you having constant fights with people? Because it, again, that's all very emotional, right? Oh, they're not doing this for me? Well, then I'm not doing that for them. That's emotion, okay? You're operating in the male brain. Like you you are no better than a dog right now, which we love dogs, right? We're not, we're not crapping on dogs right now, but you're operating on emotion. Or are you a, a highly enlightened human being who is operating in their frontal lobe, right? Their, their, their prefrontal cortex, which is all about reasoning and judgment and showing up out of duty because you are doing things because they are right, not because they are convenient. So we still have one more to cover and you're probably thinking, well, we've already gone through all the pieces of the brain. You are correct. Duty and this next one tie so closely to one another and it will probably be a little bit shorter of an episode because it just, it's self-explanatory. But anyway, I hope you guys found some value in that. If you did, screenshot this, uh, put it in your stories, tag me with your greatest takeaways, uh, maybe share it with a friend that needs to listen to it as well. Our goal here is to create some impact with the Decoded Project and anyway, 
I will catch you guys in the next episode.